Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 5, Episode 6 of Sex in the City, titled Critical Condition, which aired on August 25th, 2002. Now, this is one of your faves. Yep. And we were just talking a little bit before uh, we hit record about how this is an actual underrated episode. This is literally an underrated episode. No one talks about this. Like, it's just one of those episodes that, like, if you haven't rewatched it a million times, it's not going to stand out to you. But when you're, like, kind of crazy like us and you've watched it, like, 500 times, <laughs> certain episodes kind of get, like, a... Like a special place in your heart and this one definitely yeah. is like that for me and the reason why is because it features a lot on like a very underrated friendship that's on the show which is between Miranda and Samantha I feel like in a lot of ways they're like polar opposites not as polar opposite yes. as like Samantha and Charlotte I would say more totally. so polar opposites in like how they carry themselves like person, yeah, I would agree with that one hundred percent. Like, I think Miranda is a sexual person, and she's like a liberated woman. And similarly to Samantha, I think they share that point of view. But I would say that Miranda is very self-deprecating and has low self-esteem. And yeah, where maybe Samantha has too much self-esteem. Yeah, and like at times we see Miranda be like, "No, I deserve better," or like, "No, he's a loser." But most of the time, when it's just like. Miranda talking to her friends, she's just like, she's very self-deprecating. Especially with her friends, they're like, they are all very confident women. Yeah. So I can understand why she does kind of feel, I don't know, sometimes like the odd man out. I will say, though, we do see Carrie's insane insecurities in this episode. Carrie is so insecure in this episode it's kind of cray cray um yeah my favorite thing about this episode is really just the miranda and samantha of it all i get kind of frustrated with carrie in this episode to be honest yeah, like she's i feel the she's same not way. being a very good friend she's being very like self-conscious and like worrying way too much what other people think of her um she i find her really frustrating in this episode like yeah I most of my notes during the carry scenes are just like you're being so annoying why are you acting like this but I love the Samantha Miranda that was my takeaway too from Carrie's it. scenes are very unhealed Libra like it's really yes. really really unhealed Libra like she has a lot of like soul searching to do she's got some shit to work she needs through. to like understand herself a little bit better and not be so preoccupied with others people's opinions of her although I will say Especially- Towards the end of the episode, she finally gets it. Her last closing yes. statement is other people's reviews of... Or no, she's like, the most important reviews are the ones we give ourselves. Or some shit like that. And I was like, okay. So she finally realized like she shouldn't spend all this time freaking out about what Nina thinks of her. Because it doesn't, it doesn't matter. fucking matter. At the end of the day, you have to live with yourself. Nina doesn't. So what do you believe and what do you feel in your heart about yourself? And just stop freaking out about other people. But um, yeah. before we jump into the... Which is a hard lesson to learn. Yes, it is a hard lesson for her, for her to learn. And I think Carrie goes back and forth on it a lot. Like, Carrie sometimes is very self-confident and, like, doesn't really care what other people think of her. But then other times she starts to, like, go really down a rabbit hole and freak out. Yeah. Unnecessarily. 
And it's because it's like she's so hot and funny. Like, I don't get why. She, I mean, I get why. It happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah. Especially, I think, when you're like post relationship. Yes. That's it's very much that. It's very much that. And you're just. We'll talk about yes. it. Before we do, though, we have a. We obviously we haven't been here in a while. Right. And we did just want to do a little catch-up chit-chat talk at the beginning because we've both had a lot going on. Yeah, we kind of want to catch people up what we've been doing with our little hiatus that we kind of took. It was kind of impromptu, but we've just kind of been, like... Enjoying summer? summer, yeah. Like, it's been honestly really nice to just have plans. Yeah. And go out and do stuff. I mean, look... I love the podcast. So do you. We're enjoying the hell out of it. 100%. Not going anywhere. But at the same time, it's like summer's going to go away before you know it. And you got to take advantage while it's still here. We both recognize that. And we were like, look, when the time is right, we'll reconvene. And now we're reconvening. Yes. And um, yeah, we've just been bouncing around. Uh, I I went to New York for a week Mm -hmm. and just like hung out we went to the museum of the moving image and like kind of the best thing we did was we saw shucked on broadway so how was it oh my god who's in that again it blew alex newell from right, the right, right 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 blew me away so severely You're speechless speechless like so they have and th- this is the role they wanted tony for it's it was incredible to watch. Oh my gosh. So their big number is in the middle of the first act. Okay. Like randomly in the middle of the first and like I don't want to give too much away about what the show's about cuz I feel like it kind of benefits you to go in blind if anyone is going to go see it who may be listening or if like you end up going to see it, whatever the situation may be. Going in blind is kind of the ideal. Mhm. Because it's just so funny. Like, jokes on jokes on jokes the whole time. Interesting. And then in the middle of the first act is this barn burner, face-melting number that Alex Newell delivers. And it's just... I'm sure, like, if you're going to do anything, go watch the clip of, I think... I think they did it on, like, The View and The Voice and all that stuff. Standing ovation in the middle of the first act. Wow insane talent like i've never been in the room with a talent like that it felt like oh my god it was amazing to experience just unadulterated raw talent it was so cool and then my tony's sister we were talking about the show afterwards a little bit and everything and i guess during preview so she saw it originally during previews and it was a little different obviously and now, like, they went back and tweaked some things and basically rewrote a bit of the part for Alex Newell specifically. Mm-hmm. And you could tell. And I just left and I was like, I don't know how anyone else is going to fill that role if they ever leave. Wow. Because it's just... And I guess when it was... It was originally written in a lower key and then they upped it. And there's a part in the middle, or like, not in the middle, like a third through the song, where the character Lulu, she looks, she like, breaks the fourth wall, looks at the uh, orchestra, and she goes... Because the whole song is like, I'm independently owned, operated, all this stuff. Like, I don't need anyone to help me. 
And she looks at the orchestra and she says modulated and everything kicks up again into another key. Oh, I kind of love that. And it's just, that's when the song takes off. It was like, my jaw was on the floor. And then honestly, the whole rest of the show was just so funny. Non-stop laughs, like genuinely belly laughing the whole time. Wow. It was so amazing to experience that kind of just insane talent. And I mean, you you saw some insane talent too while we've been away. Yes. So I went and saw Kelly Clarkson, Ugh. which we went to Vegas. I don't like Vegas. I'm not a Vegas no. girl. I don't. I but like. I'm just not a Vegas girl. It's not my city. Totally. But we have made a couple ventures out there. The first time we went was supposed to be to see Adele's residency, but she canceled it like two days before we flew out. I remember when that That happened. was supposed to be for Bernie's 30th birthday, which fucking sucked. We ended up seeing Chris Angel yeah. instead, which is fine. <laughs> I'm more of a David Blaine girl myself, but... And yeah. then this time, <laughs> this time around, we went and saw Kelly Clarkson. We literally went Friday to Saturday, like came home Saturday. We just literally only went for Kelly. <laughs> so worth it, though. So worth it. From how it seems. She has been on my fucking bucket list of concerts to see since... It's been years. It's been like 10, 15 years that I've wanted to see her. And she's somehow eluded me every time. Either we had other plans or it was an other kind of situation. I just couldn't make it wherever she was or just like just it never worked out. She also does tour really inconveniently. Mm -hmm. It's always a weird place. Right. So like I just haven't seen her until now, but it was so good. I also saw um era's tour but we didn't travel for that we saw that in seattle but it was during our little hiatus which it was very good um yeah did you have so much fun so much fun no regrets um tried to get tickets to see her again in miami but did not (laughs) succeed but maybe we'll get off the wait list who knows yeah you never know never know i um i'm so glad you got to see kelly i was obviously very jealous but like if anyone deserves it it's you I have been rooting for her my entire fucking life. I've loved her. I've uh, hell defended yeah. her and loved her against any hater I've ever come across verbally As you on should. the internet. Um, just like I love Kelly Clarkson. I would protect her with my life. I'd take a bullet for her probably. This is a Kelly Clarkson stan account. This like is, this podcast. This literally is. I fucking We love both her. live for her so severely. And <sighs> I'm so yeah, I'm so glad you this video you sent me like rocked me. We were so close. We were two rows back from the stage. Crazy. That's crazy to me. I don't even know how that happened. I couldn't even imagine. There was one point where she I, like um, smiled at us. Oh, uh, I would have yeah, no, like, no, I, I would have lost it. We were it. screaming. Every time she approached our side of the stage, I was literally screaming my head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. It was a really great concert. Um, I would definitely see her again. Yeah. What um what covers did she end up doing? She only did one cover actually, and it was a really random one, but she said it was her favorite song in the world and she was like tonight's performance. So she changed the set list. It was a, only a 10 show run and ours was yeah. somewhere in the middle of that and she was like I haven't done this song before. I've been wanting to do this. I even wanted to do this on karaoke, but I still haven't managed to. And um it's my favorite song in the world. And she was like, tonight's show is probably going to be my favorite show just because we're singing this song. But I don't fucking remember what the fucking song was. 
<laughs> oh my god wait what day did you go we went on friday last friday okay what was the date um let me pull up a calendar i guess i don't because <laughs> i'm looking up the set list okay wait um last friday was the 11th okay the 11th the man i'll never find yes that was it she was like this is my favorite song in the entire world um it's an on it's this set list is so good she was like I, it's literally an honor for me to play this song right now and sing this song like i can't even believe this is happening and she was like she was on the verge of tears multiple times during the show she was like oh i'm like trying to stop myself from crying and then she was like the other night i cried when i sang this so i have to like try really hard not to tonight and then yeah. she was like, at one point, she was like, I cried during rehearsals, so let's see if I cry now. <laughs> I love her she, so she's much. She's going through a time, poor baby. I love her so much. I am, um, yeah, it just looks amazing. She sounds so good. I love that album, the new album. Yeah, Chemistry. She rocked it. It's so good. She, it's very good. Um, Oh, my God. I also, I just saw the, the Chicks on Sunday. How was that? One of my biggest bucket list concerts, like a dream come true. Okay. I've been wanting to see them my whole life. They played so many of my favorite songs. Good. And it just, they blew me away. Again, it was so amazing to be like hearing the songs live. Everything you wanted and more. Truly. Like they played literally four out of my like top five favorite songs. By oh my gosh. I was like, I got so lucky with the set list. The set list was really good for Kelly too. Uh, yeah, I was just looking it up. That's It looks fucking awesome. She had some deep cuts on there. Only a true Kelly fan would appreciate it. Yeah. Which is perfect for, like, such a short residency. Yeah. I feel like you really have to... The only song I really, 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 really wanted to hear, like, I was, like, depressed after the show because she didn't perform it. Guess what it was. Let's see if you can guess it. Knowing me. Uh, Cry? No. Because that's what I would have wanted to hear. Nope. Hear me? Nope. Um. Look at the set uh, list again and see and notice the okay. glaring omission. When the fact that she didn't perform it, I literally said to Bernie. I think I annoyed Bernie because I literally said it like six times. I was like, I can't believe she didn't perform this song. I don't hook up. Nope. Never again. Oh my god! I was like devastated because we and right before the show. That's kind of surprising. Right before the fucking that she didn't show, do that. we were in the hotel room, and I pl- there's an iHome speaker in the fucking hotel room. I connected my Bluetooth to that so fast and was blaring it. <laughs> like the people across the hall were like, "What's going on with this girl?" I blared the fuck out of it, and I put on a fucking concert in my hotel room before the show. I, I was like running I be- around the me, show, screaming into the air, like belting that song for my life. And I just couldn't believe she didn't perform it. I was devastated. I'm surprised she didn't do that. Yeah. That feels like yeah. a classic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was kind of mad at her for that, honestly. <laughs> but other than that, it was a perfect show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it seems so cool. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad that, like, I hope she does a little bit more tour. I hope she does, like, a little bit of a tour. Yeah, I hope so, too. On top of this. I don't, I don't I would, know if she will, because really at one point in the show, she was like, yeah, I have my talk show now, so, like, it's kind of hard for me to do a full tour, but I had to do at least a residency because I, like, really want to play some of these songs. 
Which makes total yeah. sense. Like, I can't blame her at all. It's just, I'm being selfish. I love her talk show. I wish she would go on tour. Yeah. Oh, sorry. And her talk show is so good. I love her. Oh, I love Kelly. But um, I'm so glad you got to go. I'm so glad we got to, like, enjoy some summer. Agreed. And really do some, like, really kooky fun stuff. Now I don't have anything else going on until September, so. Me too. Finally, we get to, like, I... settle back in. Ru- ru- yeah, I haven't even gone swimming yet this summer. Oh my god, you have to squeeze in some swimming before it gets too cold. I know, I think I'm going Saturday. Good. So, hopefully, this this will happen this week, and I will have at least my, my good swim of the summer. Okay, good. Well, enjoy. Um, But, now we should talk about Sex in the City. Okay, yeah. A summer show. Yeah, let's jump in. So, right off the bat, I want to ask you a question. Do you like Carrie's season 5 hair, yes or no? No, the first note that I have is I hate Carrie's hair. Season five hair is the most divisive, I feel. I I just... It's too poofy. My issue, it's, it's cute, but it's too poofy. It would be cuter if it was just cute. a short bob, but not poofed out. Yes. I don't like it poofed out. It's cute. I think it's a little too short. Yeah. I think it's a little too poofy. Yeah. The curls is what's it making the It just doesn't poof. frame her face well. It's because she has curly hair. You can't have it, it too short. It kind of gives Bozo the yeah, clown. Yeah, you can't have too short of hair when you have curly hair because it poofs it out. Yeah, it just doesn't work for me. I don't enjoy it. I love Carrie with long hair. Me too. I love Carrie with long, big, curly hair. I, You know what her f- perfect hair is when she cheats on Aiden with big? I'm like, you fucking yes. stupid idiot that you wasted yes. your hair on this. You look That is so 100% perfect. her best that hair. That is her perfect hair length. Um, it's to like, the point I literally was considering bringing a picture of her to my hairstylist and being like, can you please do this to my hair? Which I think would be smart of you. I'm scared to go blonde. I feel like once you start doing that, mm. you can't really go back. Yeah. It's so no, I high get maintenance. That. Like, I'm just not for it. I mean. It depends on the type of blonde you go, though. Yeah, but. As if you go like a, a honey blonde or like something a little, a little bit more on the brown side of blonde. Yeah. It's a little easier to, like, maintain, I think. Yeah, I just don't know if I have it in me. I don't know. Maybe one day. It's not easy to be I've said before, once I start to really go gray, if that ever happens. Right now, I just have a gray streak. And I don't have grays anywhere else on my head. Some people never... Which is she. Some people never go fully gray. Some people just have a gray streak. If I stay like that, I'm probably not going to dye my hair. But if I go fully gray, I'm going to start doing crazy shit to my hair. I'm going to be... Hell yeah. I'm going to, like, cut it really short like Jamie Lee Curtis one year. I'm going to, like, grow it all the way (laughs) out. that would look good on you. And have, like, really long Joni Mitchell hair and braid it. And then, like, I might go... I might dye it a crazy color, like, hot pink hair for one year. I think you should. I think once it... Fuck it at that point. Yeah, exactly. Fuck it. At that point, it's like, okay, my hair is already basically dead. So, like, why would I even bother? (laughs) If I'm going to be gray, I'm going to do all kinds of crazy shit to it. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't love Carrie's hair. It's my first note in in this episode. Okay, next note. Um, She was, Carrie was very right with the list of shit that New Yorkers experience, especially (laughs) the random urination. Everyone who's ever fully lived in NYC has witnessed another person peeing somewhere. 100%. 100%. Alleyway, and like, street, honestly, subway, subway platform, behind a restaurant. I'd rather that than going to someone's Broadway review. I mean, yeah. It just depends who it is, I guess. Yeah, that's because, true. Because, like, they go to Nathan Lane's Broadway review and his was amazing. Well, yeah. 
Yeah, I guess if it's like some random boyfriend of a friend. Yeah, if it's a random boyfriend of a friend, it's like okay, no. But, I mean, Nathan Lane's. I would obviously go. I would be. I would be happy. To. Right. Um. Okay. So Carrie is at the review and bumps it, and she goes to the bathroom and she bumps into Aiden's ex Nina, and when Nina recognizes Carrie, she's like, "Carrie Bradshaw. Oh, I dated Aiden right after you. Ooh." And she like makes this crazy face and. This would simply kill me. I There's no way I would... Re- I totally understand Carrie's reaction to this because that, like, reaction that she did in person... Like, Carrie witnessed it. It's not like she, like, did it behind her back. It's like, she literally <laughs> did it to Carrie's face. She's like, so what does this girl think of me? Like, she literally did that to Carrie's face. Like... I understand her initial reaction. Yeah, I would freak out in the initial reaction. And I thought that Carrie's... And I would definitely tell my friends. I thought that Carrie's reaction of immediately informing her friends at brunch and describing it as a hit and run was perfect. Is very funny. It's like a perfect description of what happened. She goes off the fucking rails, though. Yeah, she like gets excessive. When When you see her sitting on the stoop with Steve is when you're like, this bitch has problems. She's lost. She's her not mind normal. About she's this. not normal. It's not that serious. Yeah, it's not that normal. Like, Although she did bump into the girl three different times. That's a little excessive too. Like, no, she bumped into her twice and then stalked her the third time. The third time she looked, she sought her out. I just feel like <laughs> <laughs> No, don't even because the second time at the restaurant when she's with Samantha, I'm like, that's an accident. That shit that's crazy that happens, you know, small world New York. That third time when they run into her with Heather Graham, Carrie's like, I'm here to see her. I need to talk to her. And then the girl's just like, Okay. Yeah, it was a Because she's not thinking twice about it. I mean, the the other girl is just like over it at that point. She's like, Oh, you need to talk to me? I also, like... Okay. Let's get into this. The the crux of the episode. What is her problem? Why why does she refuse to understand that she's the bad guy in the Aiden situation? Let me put it this way. She... The way she's looking at it is, why should Aiden's ex even be expressing her opinion of me to me? That's... I think that's what she's bothered by. Because I would be bothered by that, too. It's like... I don't think it's the expressing of the opinion that bothers her. I think it's the fact that someone has a negative opinion about that her. too. She hate she doesn't like it when people um don't like her because like obviously Aiden after fucking you dumped him again. Obviously he was upset about it and told the people in his life and especially the woman he dated right after you. It's like her business to know. I think she's so unreasonable. I think it's so she's so annoying in this episode, just refusing to accept the fact that maybe she's the villain in the story with Aiden. I agree. Yeah, she doesn't. I'm like, babe, you cheated on him the first time and then dumped him while he was renovating an apartment for you because you were too scared to get married. She could not understand. And the way she confronted Nina after the fact and was like, let me put it to you this way, Nina. Um, you don't know what happened behind closed doors. I really did love Aiden. And we had an amazing relationship that was very real, which you will never comprehend because you weren't part of it, basically. And Nina was like, "Okay, like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> it's so weird for her. She's just, I mean, obviously, at the end, we realize she's projecting. Right. She, she. The whole time she's just been. Yeah 
dealing with her own self-image about the relationship she had with Aiden. Right. So I get that. But it is just... Every scene with her is so unlikable. She's so unlikable in this episode. It's excessive. It's a- it's excessive. And in a way that she does, usually she's a little self-aware, at least, that she's being fucking She doesn't annoying. get that way until the very end when she's walking with yeah. Stanford. Um, she- and he finally kind of snaps at yeah. her over, like, he's... She's so rude and so self-centered. Yeah, she's being so... It's nice. I literally have a night that's like, she's being self-centered. I have that same It's so nice that he finally is like, it's not fair that you're making this whole thing about you and all you can give my new relationship is, oh, he's nice. Like, it's rude. It's so... She's so self-centered. She's so disrespectful. Especially when her problem isn't even real. Yeah, it's like... It's her own doing. Yeah, she did it to herself. It's so it's frustrating. Like, okay, there's this one quote that's like, if people don't want you to talk about their bad behavior, then they should have behaved better or some shit like that. 100%. And Carrie is exactly. so guilty of like feeling self-conscious of the fact that, that she, she did something wrong. wrong. But when it's perceived by other people, she freaks out and is like, I have to fix my image. Oh my God, people hate me. People hate me. And she like gets obsessive over it. And it's the same thing. It's the same idea as when, what happens with her and Natasha after exactly. like, she gets caught. Where it's like she can't live with the fact that someone might be mad right. at her. She needs to be everyone's favorite, everyone's center of attention. She ref- she can't live. She's a deeply flawed human being, but that's why we love her. Oh, 100%. She's just, it, the insecurity is off the rails in this episode. But then she gets confident at the end. <laughs> It's so weird. Also, she has a Birkin. It's so weird. I found out that that Birkin is fake, by the way. Is it fake? Yeah, so she said uh, in an interview with Vogue, I think, she pointed at it and was like, that's not a real Birkin. Um, She was like, the fashion producer, whatever, was like, do you want a Birkin? I know a guy who can get us one for cheap on the show. And she was like, yes. So that's a fake Birkin. Okay, because I was like, how did, what the fuck? Out of no, nowhere, they don't have the budget for, I, they had the budget for that back in the 90s. I would be shocked. A real Birkin for a TV show, for one scene in a TV show. Yeah, because there's a whole episode with Samantha where she's trying to a get fake a Birkin. Birkin. Or no, yeah. well, remember they go well, to she, LA she and she gets Lucy- a fake one? Well, yeah, but she uses, when she starts to do PR for Lucy mm-hmm. Liu, she uses her name to get the Birkin. Right, I remember that. I remember that. And then she gets it, and I, then I, Lucy finds out and fires her or whatever, and she has to get yeah. to return the purse. It's so it's insane. Hilarious. But, um, yeah, Carrie's so infuriating in this episode. Like, that's going to be... That's my take, but I do I do like it's this It's a good one. All right, let's move on, though, a little bit. So Charlotte yeah. is being annoying, as usual, trying to defend Nina, and is like, maybe she had a facial spasm. And it's like, no, you stupid <laughs> idiot. Like, she's being a so bitch in like, the bathroom. <laughs> Charlotte is so unserious. Like, just... Carrie's refusing to take accountability, and then Miranda is on a tear. Miranda spills. She's like, fuck that fucking face girl. And Carrie's like, okay. (laughs) Miranda is so over the nonsense. Miranda has a colicky baby, and she can't handle it. She's starting to get... Well, it's not even colicky, because she says he's fine, he's not hungry, he's not sick. That's what a colicky baby is. A colicky baby is when a baby cries for literally no apparent reason. Like, the baby's... I thought it was like specifically a uh 
like an ailment type thing. I mean, it's considered the ailment of just like a baby crying for no reason. It is an ailment, oh, but like oh, I didn't. Yeah, know that. So, so weird. Yeah, it's bizarre. It happens to some kids. It doesn't happen to others. It's just kind. Of, I don't really know if it's genetic, environment could be a mixture of both. But it's literally yeah. just like oh, okay. When a baby randomly starts crying for no reason and doesn't stop. So she's. I learned something. Yeah. New. So she's starting to get really burnt out. And like cannot hand. She looks like she shit. She looks like shit. She's like, I haven't had a haircut. I need a haircut. And then Miranda's. And then um, Samantha's like, Oh, that reminds, that reminds me. me. I need to like make my appointment and confirm my appointment at this like really fancy hairdresser that I have that took months to get an appointment at and is just like not even remotely self aware. Um, and Miranda kind of shoots her a dirty look. <laughs> Okay, can I give my other hot take about the yeah. episode? Now, you having a baby is not my fault. Yeah. Or responsibility. I'm with you. The whole episode, like when Carrie and Samantha go to get lunch, and Samantha's like, go help our friend with her baby. Insane to me. That's crazy. That's not That's not Samantha's responsibility it sucks that Miranda's, like, having a really hard time with the baby and dealing with all this. The baby has a father. It's n- Call Steve. You have a, li- a nanny. I think what it is, and I have a note that's like this as well, um, but it's later in the episode. And it's basically, like, it's just so awkward when one friend has a baby and no one else does. It's like, what do we do? Yeah, and uh, especially with the other the woman, Kendall is her name, I think. Uh, the other mother in her building. Yeah. Kendall and Alika. Hello? Wait, you're breaking up. Hello? You broke up a little bit, I think. Yeah, so did you. I couldn't hear you for like two minutes. Oh, what the fuck? Um, my Wi-Fi seems fine. Well, um, let's see what happens. I'm scared to like disconnect from it because it's going to make us start all over. Oh, well, I've been saving my audio. Yeah. So I learned my lesson. I've been downloading my audio regular <laughs> intervals. You should download yours now just to make sure so that we don't have to yeah, start I, all over. I have mine. Okay. Um. So you were talking about Kendall and okay. Alika. You were like. Yeah. So the woman, the other mother, Kendall, she mentions like none of your girlfriends have babies that's why you don't know some stuff which i think is totally fair but i'm also like it's not the girlfriends without the baby's responsibility to be like picking up that slack i agree and i think what's challenging is the fact that none of them have ever experienced it before like none of them seem to have siblings or talk about having siblings none of them have dealt with kids none of them have had to babysit before like, this is the first friend that's having a baby, and none of them really know how to yes. handle it. The only person I would say would probably be excited about it would be Charlotte. And, like, it's weird that Miranda would go to anybody before Charlotte. <laughs> I 100% agree. Like, especially... And Charlotte does offer to help. Mm-hmm. And, at, like, after brunch, I think, goes over with her or something, or at least says she will. Yeah. But it's just, like... Yeah, the whole Samantha thing. I'm like, why is Samantha being... Why is this being put on Samantha? Carrie's not going over there. Yeah, she's offering. But it's like, why is she, Why should Samantha give up this hair appointment she's tried five months to get? But I will say one thing. 
Like, you know when you're going through a problem and, like, you have, like, people around you who are like, oh, man, that really sucks. Like, let me know if I can do anything or, like, oh, yeah. fuck, this fucking sucks. And there's no real solution, but somebody is at least like, man, that's really tough. Like, I'm sorry you're going through that. And then you have that one yeah. friend who's just like, anyway, I'm going to get ice cream. So, like, I'll see you guys later. And it's just, like, totally ignorant and not caring at all about your situation. If totally. this is supposed to be one of her best friends, you would think Samantha would at least have the decency to, like, not call her hair place right in front of Miranda as she's literally complaining about the fact that she hasn't had a hair appointment in months. Like, it's a little ignorant, you know what I mean? And it's a little... Um, I mean, it's definitely rude. I know, but Miranda's complaining to her friends in that situation at the diner. She hasn't yet exploded to Carrie about Samantha, and she never says anything to Samantha's face. It's Carrie who, who, do, who bridges the gap. Miranda's just yeah. like... Oh, why don't you just call your friend Samantha, blah, blah, blah. But she says that to Carrie. It's very passive-aggressive. Yeah. You know what this is actually called in therapy speak? Ooh, this uh, is in relationship dynamic called triangulating. And what this is is instead of talking to each other directly, information is passed between one person and another to get that person to comply with what they want. So, like, in this instance, we'll say the triangle is Miranda, Samantha, and Carrie. Yeah. Instead of directly approaching Samantha and being like, look, Samantha, I feel like you're being a little insensitive. Like, I had a kid. Everyone's trying to at least, like, sympathize with me and understand that, like, it's tough to be. Yeah. It's tough to be in my position. And, you know, my kid won't stop crying. I'm exhausted. And I shouldn't have snapped at you. But at the end of the day, like, I'm just having a hard time. And I was looking for my friends to, like, at least sympathize. Yeah. Or, like, little. just understand that and maybe not do something that insensitive right in front of me. She instead takes the passive aggressive route of going to Carrie and saying, <laughs> Oh, Samantha, da, la, la, la. and then Carrie's like, Okay, I guess it's my responsibility. So she approaches Miranda. I mean, she approaches Samantha and is like, Hey, like, Miranda told me this. Like, I really think we need to help out more with the kids. So what does Samantha do? She yeah. goes and helps out with the kid. But not because Miranda actually told her to, it's because Carrie told her to through Miranda. Yeah. Because I, I, and I, I do think at the end of the day, it is nice for her to do. That's like, she's helping out her friend. She should do that. And I mean, we get the really funny moment of the vibrator in the. Samantha's a great friend. And that is, this is one of the things I love about this episode. Not necessarily the way in which it happens. Like ideally, maybe Samantha would have been like, you know what? She's going through a hard time. She needs the hair appointment more than me without Carrie having to tell her that was the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but, like, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I see both sides. I get where you're coming from. I get where Samantha's coming from, where it's, like, I never told her to have a kid. Like, why is this my responsibility? But yeah. I also feel like they're very, very, very best friends. They're each other's support system. They have been since the beginning. Like, at this point, we're in season five. They've been friends for even longer than we've been watching them. So, like, it's True. just, like, it would be, like, if you needed help and a family member basically was, like, kind of luck good luck good luck you know no yeah i know i'm just like i get annoyed especially with people who have babies where it's like it becomes everything and it's like great i didn't have a baby yeah it's kind of annoying but i do think samantha does the right thing at the end and it is nice that they all offer help and everything like that like they all do the right thing at the end of the day and carrie does mediate well agreed um okay so then um charlotte starts talking about her divorce um and she's like 
I'm going to talk to my divorce lawyer. Miranda asks her who it is, and she mentions this guy at the law firm. So then we see her at this appointment, and she's, like, talking to the lawyer. But And she's, like, being a little she's flirty. She's being flirty because she has a crush on dude. And yeah, because he's he is very he's handsome. handsome. And the dude is like, well, dot, dot, dot. Um, the, the lawyer on the other side kind of made me seem like this was going to be, like, kind of a battle. Yeah. And... <laughs> and then fucking Harry barges Harry in. Harry barges in and is like, who the hell ordered blueberry bagels? Which he's right. Really? I like a blueberry once in a while. I I don't With like it. With some cream it. cheese? No, I don't like Toasted? it. Toasted? No, I don't like it. All right. I, I'm, I, I don't know why. Because it's like, I, I think... It's not... It's just not for me. Mm-hmm. If I'm eating a bagel, I want, like, an everything. I want a salt. I want a sesame. I want a more savory bagel. I love you know? everything bagel with cream cheese or everything mm. bagel with avocado and everything seasoning on yeah. top of the avocado. Oh, my God. Abs- we went to the bagel place down the block from Kelly when we were visiting. Yeah. And I got a sesame seed bagel with tuna salad. Mm. And it was so good. It was like maybe the best thing I ate. My mouth is like salivating right now. I know. I keep thinking about that bagel. I fucking love bagels. I love bagels and I love tuna. Can I say something? Yeah. And I better not get demonized for this. (laughs) Oh, God. Do you not like tuna? No. It has nothing to do with the bagels. I'm changing the subject. Okay. Oh, okay. Proceed. There's something attractive about Harry. Yeah, he's sexy. I can't really describe it, but to be honest, like there's Harry's... something attractive about that. He's very, I don't give a damn. And I find that appealing. He's, his personality is very appealing. It's very sexy. He's just like. He exists in the world. He takes up the space he wants and he doesn't give a fuck. He has like a swag yeah, about he, him. That's exactly the word. That's exactly the word. He's swaggy. You know what it what? is? It's a Jewish guy who grew up in New York yep. City. He's swaggy. It's he's swaggy. Ju- he just has that kind of. Like, he's pushing someone out of the way to get off the yeah, train. Yeah, he is. Or he's like, what the and fuck's wrong very, with you? He's very sexy. Yeah. I totally agree. I find him so sexy and funny and, like, charming, even when he's being kind of a buffoon. Yeah, he's kind of a buffoon, but, like, again, that's some of his appeal. It's sort of like... I think it's the same way. Of, I feel the same way about Steve. Okay, let's find a... Let's think of a woman who we feel this way about really quick. Like, hang on. Let me think of it for a moment. I okay. know there's someone out there who I feel this way about. Who's kind of like non- Not really like the most attractive- Traditionally not attractive. Not the most attractive person in the world, but I totally would because of their personality. Hang on. Okay. I'm uh, I'm thinking too. Um, you know who it is? This might shock who? some people. Actually, I want to hear your answer first and then I'll tell you mine. Okay. I will say the first person that came to my mind is Rachel Trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I took it in a different direction. I went Jane Lynch. Yes, I totally agree with that too. Like, not traditionally attractive in a way that you would expect. Yeah, but just has that kind of. She has like a the flair. Way they, I can't explain it. Yeah, I can't explain it's it. It's the way these people carry yeah. themselves. It's like it's so sexy, Period. and like they are attractive. They are kind of. I think Harry's very cute and very handsome. It, but it is like, funny though when it's in this scene. When Charlotte, it does switch. She does switch. End up, end up switching lawyers, obviously. And she's like, finally, she can focus. I'm like, Harry's not ugly. He's just Jewish and bald. Right. 
right. Like, that's literally yeah. it. Yeah. I stopped trying to make it out, and that's I. That is one thing that annoys me a lot about the Charlotte Harry storyline. Is how much of a like, like big deal she makes about his hair. Not even his hair, but like how the narration and kind of tone of the show is like. Isn't it crazy that this beautiful, normal woman would be with this kind of ugly guy? Yeah, they're kind of like, it's they kind of make we, him seem, it's like yeah, they kind of make him seem uglier than he really is. Like, he's just bald and has like a hairy back. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's kind a of fucking a, normal guy. Yeah, but like, he's kind of like a, I don't know what you would describe it as, like, he's, he's just a guy. Yeah, he's a guy, he's like, a he's very guy guy. Yeah, he's not exceptional and he does like annoying things that like, yeah. Stereotypical man things. Like, he leaves the yes. tea bags on the counter and that pisses her off. He has hair yes. on his back and it kind of grosses her out. It's all non-offensive Not stuff. offensive, but it just kind of like, in, uh, not inappropriate, but like what, lacks refinement. Yes, he's not a refined It lacks person. refinement. And you see that in the scene where he's kind of just like barging yeah, in. Yeah. Talking, like talking with, with his, his mouthful. mouthful. All this. And I will say, I think Steve definitely gets painted in a similar way, but I think instead of being because he's kind of not traditionally attractive, it's because he's poor. Right. Like, for Steve... So Steve is sexy, but he's Because he's the bartender guy. Where Harry's guy. charming and rich, and rich but, but ugly. ugly. Quote, unquote, and, But ugly. he has a good person... They both have great personalities, yeah. to be honest. So it's one of those things where it's like, well, we put up with... I put up with his shortcomings of being fat, ugly, and bald, and him being poor... Because he's just such a sweetheart. It's such a weird. It's weird. And Aiden, meanwhile, is the perfect man. Tall. Perfect man. Like tall, built, handsome, handsome, incredible chiseled, skill, great skill like, tradesman, like incredibly successful. So emotionally aware, kind, sweetheart. So like, willing to give himself tender, over. Like. And she gets treated like perfect dog shit. man ever on the show, ever in the history of TV. Perfect boyfriend ever. The only man I've ever liked. And he gets bulldozed. It's, it's just bullshit. Like Twice. I wanted to, when I start talking about this, I literally I see red, and if I like it, could punch flames, I, I, flames, flames on, on the side, side of my, my face. face. If I saw Carrie in person, it would be like over. Yeah, we would be squaring up right now. Mind you, I haven't caught up on it just me like that. either. And I've been seeing so many posts. Oh my god! Oh my god! I've been seeing shit. shit. I'm not caught Fuck. up. We need to I'm catch up. We need up. to catch up. I know. We need to catch up. I promise we'll catch up. Maybe we'll talk okay, about okay. it. Okay, okay. No promise. No promises. I promise we'll catch up, but I'm not promising we'll talk no about it. No promises being made. No promises <laughs> being made. But let's move on. But Let's move yeah, on a little bit. I, so, I love I Harry. Love Harry. Yeah, we love Harry. It. We're just saying he's attractive. <laughs> he might be kind of a putz, but we still like him. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know, that's the perfect way to put it. He's a putz. You know what, how I would do? He's, he has like kind of like Adam Sandler syndrome where it's like you kind of love him, but he's kind of... Genius. He's like... I just can't describe it. Whenever somebody starts... That is a perfect... No, I agree. I agree with you 100%. I know like, what you mean. Like, whenever someone starts describing Adam Sandler to me, or, like, talking shit about Adam Sandler, like, I'm going to punch you in the head. He is such a good person. Like, I love him! Don't make me cry right I now. Don't, stand Don't Adam make me Sandler. cry. I am the biggest Adam Sandler fan. Like, I just... I like, can't. genuinely, I lived in Manchester too long. I can't turn my back on I will him. never. I mean, I grew up watching, like, Big Daddy, Wedding Singer. All, all of, of it. it. Like... Oh, I love the wedding singer. Fifty first. Oh dates. my god! Stop! 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 He has perfect chemistry with Drew Barrymore. Like, it's crazy. It blows it's my mind. Palpable. It blows my mind. They're such a sexy. It blows couple. my fucking mind. 
another example of like a very stereotypically beautiful woman and a kind of schlubby quote but you know guy. adam makes who's that just jewish adam makes that it's joke. just because he's jewish he makes that joke way too often he's been making that joke since the 90s i think it's because yeah, that, he that's knows. Like literally what happened with his with his actual wife like his actual wife also, is like fucking stunning and when adam sandler was first on snl he was so sexy like young Adam Sandler on I SNL. Can't, I can't find me one person who disagrees. Oh, oh my God! Him in fucking what is it? Airheads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Airheads. He's so hot in Airheads. We stand Adam Sandler. Yeah, we love Adam Sandler. Okay, let. I don't want to hear any bullshit. We won't. We won't hear any bullshit because I'm gonna block them on site. <laughs> but um, <laughs> the next scene. <laughs> Uh, Miranda's like (laughs) Adam listen to our podcast (laughs) please Adam Sandler we love you so much oh my god I know you love the Puritan oh don't bring that up right now don't bring that up can I tell a story he almost ran Tony over what (laughs) (laughs) so when Tony was working at the Puritan during COVID Adam Sandler would always be there and would get takeout tendies and stuff Taste. like that. And almost hit Tony. And it was very, like, just like, whatever. It was the beginning of pandemic, so, like, didn't come up or apologize or anything like that. A year later, is back in Manchester that summer. Tony runs out the food. Adam Sandler recognizes them. And is like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Last time I saw you, I almost ran you over. <laughs> And, like, remember Tony, remembered that uh, the situation and, like, profusely apologized. Oh, my king. Isn't that just, like, that's, I've never heard a bad thing okay, about the see? guy. Okay, see? And no, and I'll tell you another thing. The, the Boys and Girls Club of Manchester, New Hampshire, where I was born and raised, my sisters and I all went there. Like, Boys and Girls yeah. Club, we all went there. My, I live two blocks my away. My younger two sisters went there a little bit more than I did. I only went there for, like, a year and a half. And then I stopped going yeah. there. I ended up starting to like go to the library after school. But my sisters were a lot younger than me. So they started going there like every day until they were like in high school. Totally. So there was one point where there was conversations that it was like going to get shut down. And an anonymous donor like gave a crazy amount of money to like renovate the entire fucking thing and save it from closing down. And everyone was like, oh. that was Adam Sandler. Then. It has to be. Then, because like, what if the rich person gives Who a else? shit? What the fuck happens in Manchester, New Hampshire? There's no other rich person except for like Sarah Silverman, exactly. for fuck's sake. And she's from Bedford. Right, so like, that doesn't even count. So then, in my high school, so I went to Central High School in Manchester. And it's like typical inner city school kids of like all backgrounds and like financial backgrounds go yeah. there. Like hundreds of different languages have been spoken there. It's the oldest high school in New Hampshire. Um, and it's just like a historical monument at this point. Like, if you went to Central, yeah. you're cool. If you went anywhere else, you're not as cool. It's just the yeah, way it fuck is. Fuck you, West. It's just the way it is. So Adam Sandler went there, of course, voted class clown in his year. There's one building at Central that is like the oldest stand-in building from that high school since it opened. It's called the Classical Building, and it's mm. where like a lot of math classes are and shit like that. And it's just like the oldest building. Like it was there when the school first opened. 
Mind yeah. you, okay, this building hasn't been renovated since like probably like the 18 fucking hundreds. Like the heat kicks on <laughs> and it's like causing an earthquake. Like the walls are peeling. <laughs> it's a typical inner city school. Like if you watch Abbott Elementary, it's twice as bad as that. So yeah. there was one point, I think it was like last year or the year before, where they're like, this building is like costing us more money than it would take to like close it down and just like stop having it be open because it's like dangerous (laughs) like we can't keep letting students in here so they were going to close it down and then this huge petition formed and was like save the classical building like we all grew up there like it deserves to get renovated it's important part of like the central campus and it's a part of manchester history. history blah 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 and again anonymous donor swoops in chalks up all the money they would need to do the renovation and the building got saved it's amazing. And it, we just know that the only guardian angel of Manchester, New Hampshire is Adam Sandler. No one else gives also, a shit. Our, our best friend Mickey works at the Manchester Public Library and told me the only uh, central yearbook that's missing is the one with Adam Sandler. <laughs> that's hilarious. Probably because people would the probably only... try to find it and like vandalize it or steal it. Someone probably just took it eventually. But yeah, that's the only one out of the collection as far as I know from what Mickey told me. Oh my me. God, that sucks. Which is you so would funny. Wanna, I would so... want to go to it and look at it and be like, oh my God. Yeah, same. But it's like, of course that happens. Yeah, of course. He's a, he's a so local ins- celebrity. I mean, when the guy's in Truly. town, people post on Facebook and are like, I just saw Adam Sandler at 7-Eleven. He was buying a pack of gum. Like, it's an event. I've just <laughs> always heard he's the nicest guy. He is guy. so nice. He is so nice. When I was in high Enough school. Enough about Adam Sandler. We need to move on. Fine. Okay, I was going to tell one more story. We need but... to move okay, on. Okay, fuck me. Fuck me. Sandler. I was going to tell one more story. I'm sorry. I'm this sorry. is my fucking <laughs> podcast. I'm getting shushed. <laughs> We're 50 minutes in and we barely talked about podcast. the episode. I'm being shushed. <laughs> Fuck me. Let me. I'm silencing women. We need okay, to move on. Okay, let me on. have a sip of my gin tonic and we'll move on now. Okay. <laughs> That's why you won't stop about Adam Sandler. <laughs> Listen, I get a sip of alcohol in me. I start telling stories. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, let's move on. So Samantha's um, vibrator dies. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this show can't be serious right now. She's like... I get it, though. She's so pissed. She's pissed. She's puffing on a joint. She goes to turn on her vibrator, and the thing just, like, dies. And she's... She can't catch a break. When she go, when she says vibrator CPR, I, like, died laughing. <laughs> also, this is... that. You know what? Your vibrator dying is way worse than your kid being annoyed. I agree. She's going through a harder time than Miranda right now. My <laughs> prayers are with her through this episode. <laughs> And oh Miranda's, and then it cuts to Miranda, and Miranda, like, just needs to literally, like, get out her computer and Google the word colic. Like, she's acting like there's, like, no resources yeah, available to her. Like, she's just sitting there, like, holding the crying child and, like, looking at him. And then, like, some lady comes, knocks on the door, and she's like, what the fuck? And she's like, it's... She's, can you shut yeah, the fuck up, Yeah, she's like, it's 2.30 a.m. Have you heard of, like, like, doing something about it? And Miranda's, <laughs> Miranda's like... She's, um, I will admit, she's rude as she fuck. She's very rude. And but then we find out that Miranda's being an antisocial bitch to Kendall and Alika, so it's like she kind of got hers. And every other mother in the building, it seems. Right, like Miranda's always been the one judging them because they can't shut their kids up. Now she's in their position and she has no resources available. It is. It's just... awkward. It's very awkward. Miranda looks like she's gonna have a nervous breakdown. Yeah, she's probably having one internally at that point. 
And um, then we cut back to Carrie. So Carrie is just being such a typical Libra, like focusing on the negative oh part of her book God. review. So her rave she review. She has an amazing in the Times. She has an amazing, gorgeous, beautifully written rave review in the fucking New York Times book review. And it's like you can't buy that kind of. It's press. literally an honor to have your book mentioned in that review. Yeah. Like thousands of books are published a year and only a few of them make it into the review. Not every book that gets released in the world actually. And like it's an honor. Not all of them get a rave review. Right. Not even all of them get a good one. Amazing. Nice review. So there's one negative. It's not even negative. It's a fact. It's not even negative. It's just a fact. She goes, oh, I treat men like I'm disposable. And she like crumbles. The review is like Carrie Bradshaw is an amazing writer. I thoroughly enjoyed this experience of reading this book. She treats men like they are disposable. But you know what? The book was the best thing I've read all year. She's like, I love this this walk through Carrie's cutting, funny, amazing world, <laughs> and the world of disposable men and cocktails and your friends. Like a a glowing. Like review. if that was written about me, I would be like crying hysterically because it's over so the sweet. moon. Over the you moon. frame it. And Carrie goes. Wow, so she thinks... Disposable? She goes, so you think that I think that men are disposable? It's so Libra. I just wanted to strangle her when I was watching And it's also like, like, yeah, Diva, I've watched this show for five seasons. I think that's what you think. Bitch, that is what you think. Like, you have an entire column called Sex in the City. Like, there was one season where all you did was just fuck random guys so you could experience what it was like to quote-unquote be like a man. You fucking crazy bitch. If the book is anything like your column or this show... Yeah, she's pretty spot on about the men being She was 100% right. Aiden, the man who you're so hell-bent on changing uh, the the scope of your relationship with, you treated him as if he was disposable. You cheated on him. What else? Uh, It blew... It's just... Another, it's like, very I, and it's what we talked about before, but it's just like, oh my God. No self-awareness, the, no accountability. No self-awareness at all. And just very excessively um, focused on the negative. And, and Miranda is a, a saint for listening. Miranda is a great friend is my note here. Like Carrie is yeah. obsessing and spiraling out of control. And then finally Miranda's had enough. She's like, you know what, Carrie? Call Samantha with this bullshit. I have a crying kid. And she's like, shut the fuck right. up. You don't have a problem. This is a really nice review. And you are being a cranky bitch for one tiny part of the review that actually, quite honestly, if I'm being frank with you, is true what they wrote. So it's true. So Carrie uh. just can't take it. But also my note in the moment was kind of like, OK, Miranda, again, with the passive aggressivity, like if you can't talk to Carrie, like you have too much on your plate, then just tell her you can't talk and hang up. Like, why are you snapping at Carrie for Samantha's bullshit? From earlier in the day, too, mind you. She's like, she'd been holding on to that since earlier that morning. Like, girl, just be an adult and just, like, talk to the people who are bothering you in your life. Just talk to the... It's... Oh, it's not... Guys. There, She's not, like... Just talk right. to her. And it's just annoying. Miranda and Samantha's dynamic is very underrated, though. Like... Yeah, I agree. Uh, I love... I love... Together. It's, like, similar... I like when they have scenes to, together. Like, I like when they talk to each other. I like when Samantha interacts with either, any of the girls individually. Yeah. It's kind of some of my favorite episodes. Yeah. They all have so much always, they can learn from her. Miranda. There's always a bit of insight. Agreed. That you don't get in the bit in the force. I agreed. Miranda's thing to learn from Samantha is how to be a confident person and ask for what you need. Yeah. Carrie's thing to learn from Samantha is. Don't. Who gives a fuck yeah, what some random woman Yeah, who gives a fuck. Thinks? Right. Stop being so self-conscious. 
And then and Samantha even says in the next scene, I think it is, and it's like if I cared about what every woman in New York City felt about me, I would never leave exactly. The house. I wrote that in capital letters. She spilled. She spilled. It's true. It's she true. And and you know what? Charlotte's thing to learn about about life from Samantha would probably be let loose a little bit. Stop being so uptight. Honest to fucking like, God. They each have a, something like, to learn from enjoy Samantha. Enjoy your life a little. I think Samantha's the perfect character on the show. I agree. She's the best one. At, I, hands I used down. to think my favorite was Carrie. I'm starting to think it might be Samantha, honestly. I've always been Team Samantha, baby. Oh, man, but I just love Carrie because I relate to her so much. That's a stupid reason yeah. for liking someone, honestly. No, I don't think that's a stupid reason at all. I think it's like the maybe the best reason because you're like, I see myself so much in them. Especially when you're able to still be critical of them. I'm very critical of Carrie. Which you are. Honestly... Sometimes I think, wow, I haven't done any work on myself. Like, I'm still the same person I was years ago. But then I watch like this, and I'm like, oh, my God. Like, if yeah. I was acting like, like, I'm like, the mistake I yeah, that's the mistake I would have made five years ago. Now I recognize how fucked up she is for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Um, also, I love a scene when they're getting food. Me too. And that brownie looks fucking good. I put in all caps, best brownies in New York. I would kill to eat that right now. Also, that lunch is fourteen twenty. What was going on? What the fuck? Where the hell were they? Were they like in Midtown? Where in New York? Like, were they like in like? It, I mean, they rarely leave Manhattan. That has to be like downtown or something mm. like that. Like where? There's no way. Where in New York are you getting that whole lunch with a brownie for fourteen twenty? I mean, it was the nineties. Now with inflation, what would that be today? Like thirty bucks? Hang on, fourteen point nine zero. Today, in 2002. Yeah. Wait, 2002 to today inflation. It'd be like 23 bucks. Okay, that's not that bad. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's reasonable. I guess that makes sense. But it just really got, it took me Yeah, it out. shocked you. You thought it was more was than like, it should have been. No, I thought it was, I was like, wow, they. I'm shocked they're getting such a good deal. Yeah. For a full lunch, I didn't really notice the Manhattan. price. Now that you mention it, fourteen bucks. I heard it. It immediately pulled. Well, me honestly, you know what I think I it like, is. I'm They're so probably aware. at a bougie place where you would look at that and be like, "I can get that exact lunch at a deli for nine bucks." But yeah. they're probably at a bougie place. I'm looking place. at it from 2023. Right. To, yeah. I would I would be ecstatic to pay under fifteen dollars for right. that lunch. <laughs> but. Yeah, I like the scene. I like that they're getting uh, food together. And Carrie is being honest with Samantha, being like, "Give help Miranda out a little bit, even if you don't want to. And then Samantha calls Brady an asshole. And then Carrie's like, you can't call a baby an asshole. And then Mar- <laughs> Samantha's like, um, but she called him a meatloaf earlier today. Which is so funny. It's just hilarious. And then who do they run into? Nina Katz, yet again. Nina Katz, booker for SNL, which sounds like a fun job. Sounds like a stressful job. Stressful job, yeah, for sure. And um, I love this scene, honestly. Because... I did, too. Samantha's like, how do you know Nina Katz? And Carrie's like, what do you mean? She's the face girl. And Samantha's, like, shocked. She's like... <gasps> yeah, she's so taken aback yeah, by that. Yeah, she's shook. It's really it's a funny. funny scene. She's doing good face. A lot of good face acting. Yeah, really good by episode. Kim Cattrall. She's always amazing in every scene. But this one was a good one. And then we cut over again to another scene with Samantha. And this scene, she's um, she's at Sharper Image to return her vibrator slash neck massager. 
So she goes right up to the sales attendant and is like, I need to return this vibrator. And he's like, we yeah. don't sell vibrators. And she's like, yeah, you do. I bought it here six months ago. And he's like, um, no, Sharper Image doesn't sell um, vibrators. That's a neck massager. And she's like, okay, well, then I need to return this neck massager. And he's like, well, what's wrong with it? And she's like, it failed to get me off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, well, did you wear it out? And she's out? like, well, honey, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> She's so good in this. This is my favorite scene in the whole episode. Me too. This is my favorite scene. And then she... I was laughing out loud. Me too. And then she goes over the table and he's like, okay, just go over there and pick out another one and take it to the cash register. So she starts going over there and she's looking at them. And then one lady picks something up and she's like, no, not that one. It has too many bells and whistles. And then another lady picks up this huge, massive one that's like literally a back massager. And she's like, I think that one actually is a back massager. And she's like... Um, not if you not mount, if you it. mount it. <laughs> I can't. And then the the woman that picks up another one that's really small. And she's like, that will and burn she's your like, clit. It'll burn your clit oh, off. Oh my! And she says, even through the underwear, and she says, baby, even, even ski through pants. ski pads. I can't. Oh my god! I die. This I die. scene was like boom, boom, boom. I die boom. every it was time. So funny. She was so perfect. So snappy. She's perfect in this one. Oh, it was just like, it was so fucking funny. It really was. And I really like it because it's like you do find solidarity shopping for sex toys. You do. Other people like, in the store. Those are your are people like, now. Yeah, the other people in the store. Everyone's they... embarrassed, yeah. but you got to kind of. So the first person to rip the band aid off and give everyone permission to be like kind of excited about what they're doing is a hero. Yeah. Samantha's so good in this scene. Yeah. Oh, I love going to the sex store. Me too. We have a Babeland near us that we frequent. And. I love that. Yeah. It... There's a. There, is only one here in town. There used to be another one, but it got it closed. Damn. Which is a bummer. But yeah, it's fun. It is fun. And the attendants are always so nice. So They're nice. They're like, Do you have any so questions helpful. about how this works? And we're like, Yeah, we do. We were kind of worried that we would not be able to ask you that though. Yeah. <laughs> like awkward. Everyone's so helpful. Yeah, they're very helpful. They're like also very like destigmatized. Like they don't make yeah. it awkward at all. And it's always queer people working Right. Too. It's always like, and you know what? This can work in multiple ways, blah, blah, blah. And giving me the whole rundown. I'm like, damn. I never would have. They're really genuinely helpful. Uh, like some of the best customer service I've ever had is at the sex me shop. Me too. Okay. Um, moving on. But yeah, the sharper image. Sharper image. So she, we cut back to Miranda and like girl is still struggling. Going through it. And the crying baby must be very hard to handle. Like, I can handle, I like, baby crying for a little while. Baby crying for a week straight to the point you can't even get a haircut must be... Like, there are some parents... I mean, I was reading an article weeks ago. It's random that this is coming up right now. Because um, I was reading about it recently. That some parents, when they have a colicky baby, literally become, like, suicidal and have, like, mental breakdowns because they feel yeah. like they are doing something wrong as it's parents. It's like torture. Yeah, and some people even drop their kid, their colicky babies off at colicky baby centers. Like there's centers of people who are like, oh my god, like literal professionals that their job is to take care of a colicky baby so that parents can have a break because otherwise they're gonna like have a mental breakdown. There's centers like that. That's a godsend. Imagine. That's amazing to me. It's amazing to me. It was also like frightening, like the fact that a baby can cry so much. The article also was like, if yeah. you are a parent experiencing a colicky baby, do not panic. Um, the ba- crying will not hurt the baby in any way. Yeah, like it won't. You just gotta the let it ride. Not I in guess. pain, but it might be driving you crazy. If that happens, seek help and support from like your 
network (laughs) or like go to like a colicky baby center and drop your kid off that's so crazy to me well some parents even that's cool it is cool but like also not to go on a rampage about this some parents also accidentally give their baby shaken baby syndrome so you have to be really careful not to overextend yourself mentally because they like start shaking the baby to like get it to be quiet and then they accidentally dead baby so you gotta be careful with that it's not a joke it is, it is not a joke. Don't shake your baby to death. Um, That's our stance. But then <laughs> Kendall comes over with a vibrating chair and she's like, this is controversial. I had one of these. She's like, this is controversial. I'm like thinking in my head, why the hell is this controversial? Come to realize maybe this is controversial because of the whole like shaken baby thing. Like Maybe. Or if it's like maybe some parents feel bad about it because they're like putting it putting off the parenting to like the object if only she knew about ipad kids oh my god she would have never been able to know that though yeah i'm gonna look up Crazy. our vibrating chairs bad for babies let's see there are so many pictures of me in one of those chairs i don't know if i had one of those i loved that chair were you, my mom tells me about it all the were time. you a colicky baby uh, not that I know of. It's never been brought up to me. And knowing my mom, I'm sure it would have been brought up to me if I was. Because she would be like, I took care of you when you were crying to death. Yeah, she would have been like, you were fucking annoying. <laughs> she would have been like, you were an asshole. That's funny. My mom would have called me an asshole. That's funny. Your mom was like, Samantha. so I, yeah, no, totally. My mom would have been like, yeah, you were fucking awful. So I don't think so. I also didn't cry a lot as a I baby. I didn't cry a lot as a baby. My biggest problems came when I was a little bit older and I had like actual cognitive yeah, reasoning. Once I got an attitude. Once I got a little attitude, I was really bad at sharing. I hated sharing as a kid. I still hate I sharing. I still hate sharing to this day. But I was even worse. I'm as an a only child. child. At least I have an excuse. I don't have an I mean, I have five sisters. Once <laughs> I got a lot of sisters, I kinda got used to it, but it still bothered me. <laughs> but not being able to share has saved me a couple of times. So I feel the same. Like, not being able to share has prevented me from getting articles of mine stolen, literally stolen. The craziest Crazy. story is one time in high school, there was this girl on the track team that would always sit next to people on the bus and be like, oh, is that your iPod? Can I listen to it with you? And people would always be like, yeah, yeah. And they would, like, give her one of the headphones and let her sit with them and listen to the iPod I- iPod together, right? Mm. So, but one day she asked me and I was like, no. And then, like, weeks later, people started saying, like, oh, my God, my iPod disappeared out of my locker. Like, I can't find my iPod, blah, blah, blah. I always had mine locked up. And mine never got yeah. not, mine never got stolen. I don't know if it was because I had a lock in my locker or... But then you found out later on, guess what happened? The girl that was... She robbed Yeah, them. she robbed them. The only reason she was robbing people is because she knew what music they had on their iPods. Some people, That's some people got targeted. Some people didn't. I didn't get targeted. She never knew what music I had on my iPod because I never shared with her. That is so wild. After that, me. I was really like, okay, I'm never sharing with anybody. I was right. I was right this whole time. Sharing is bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh my but, god. Um, yeah. Okay. So Kendall comes over, the neighbor. Um, she comes over to Miranda with the vibrating chair, and she's like, "This is what you need to like quiet your baby down." Alika loved it, and now it's time for you to have it. And she's like, "But don't your girlfriends like have any babies?" And Miranda was like, "Nope, I'm the only one." And this just comes back to what I was saying before that like being the only parent that has a baby in your entire friend group must be challenging. Yeah, I can't imagine that it's how difficult it is. It's like... I'm just so... Yeah. I, I I don't envy her at all. 
But I also think she's not properly utilizing the support system she does have. I mean, she's trying to, but they're, like, not helping at all. Remember earlier yeah, when you were like, why is it Samantha's problem? You're part of the problem. No, no, no. I'm talking about, like, literally her nanny and baby daddy. But, like, is Steve the most responsible guy in the world to have had a baby with? No, but I also think if she called him and was like, hey, can you come take him for an afternoon so I can, like, take care of myself? I'm sure Steve would, like, fall over himself to help as best he You know can. what's weird? At the end of the episode, he literally says, like, why did you call me? Is it because of Miranda? Like, is she saying that I called too much? So that's, like, that kind of was a hint that, like, Steve is trying to get involved and Miranda's being that self-sufficient bitch and not letting him. Exactly. So, like, she's that's being what stupid. I'm saying. But either way, she does get help in samantha yeah so samantha finally shows up and she gives miranda her hair appointment and and she's very funny about I it i love the scene and this moment when she starts to count down it's so funny and then it right before miranda leaves she's like and don't call any boys <laughs> <laughs> and then as soon as miranda locks that door the baby starts crying because the, the chair dies the chair breaks and, and but Samantha. Samantha's face changes instantly. She's like, you don't look so bad. And then the chair dies and she's like, oh. <laughs> and that, But Samantha's smart and she uses her, she uses what's available to yeah. her. Yeah, which we find that out in the next scene. So Carrie is watching SNL and being so self-centered. Also, in what world is SNL playing in the middle of right. the Right, it must be a rerun. So, so Carrie calls Samantha to whine about it. And Samantha gives her the Miranda response of like, maybe Charlotte has time to talk about this. I have a crying <laughs> baby on my hands. And Carrie's like, who the fuck did I just call? Like, I thought. Yeah, her face is so her funny. Her face is hilarious. She's like, did I just call? Like, she's just like shocked by the entire interaction. She's like, that sounded like something Miranda said earlier. And it's just weird that Samantha's saying it now. She's so gagged. She's gagged. And then um, everyone's just fed up with Carrie, honestly, in this episode. Even Stanford snaps at her. I would, too. Rightfully Fucking so. Fucking annoying. So then in the next scene, we cut back to Samantha, and Miranda walks in and has, like, a nice haircut. And she's like, the chair broke, but I figured it out. And then Miranda's like, what happened? You, the chair broke? And she's like, yeah, but look. And the baby's just, like, sitting next to her vibrator. <laughs> just so funny. <laughs> but it's working. Yeah. And you know what? She did her best. Yeah. And it's really, it's so pretty good. Yeah. You know? She did what Samantha would do. <laughs> exactly. Um, also, I think Miranda's hair looks worse. Yeah, I think she just should have left it. <laughs> it looked fine. Yeah. <laughs> that was the least of her worries. Like, what's going on, girl? But uh, in our next scene, we see the menace that is Bunny McDougal. So, Bunny is confusing to me. Like... Why would she make such a fuss to just give Charlotte one thing? It's not like Charlotte was asking for billions of dollars from their fortune. Just the she just apartment wanted the that apartment. was promised to her. Yeah. So, like... I Bunny is such a fucking dick. Yeah. So, I... And she's so mean to she's Charlotte. She's so mean. I'm so glad that Trey came through with this letter, with his telegram. Me too. And... Um, and Charlotte tries to do the right thing at the end and, like, be like, this isn't what I wanted, obviously, after Bunny, like, berates her for being like, you you said vows and you didn't try. When it's, like, obviously we know as the audience that Charlotte tried so hard to do the right thing and do right by Trey. It just didn't work out. And then she tries to do the right thing by Bunny and she just walks, like, snaps at her lawyer and leaves. Yeah, so Bunny just doesn't care. And that's fine. Let, let her. Just let her go. Yeah, fuck her. You can't, you can't then, uh, win them all, you know. 
Harry says ding dong to which is dead. I loved and that. Pat's Charlotte and leaves. I, I and it's just that. like, it's a nice little moment. Harry did And good. also it's crazy to know like what's to come. Yeah. It's crazy. We don't know at this point that they're going to be together. This is very early in their interactions. Yeah. Um, next up, Carrie meets with Steve and it's like, girl, you are so dumb and immature. Insane for this. But she Absolutely insane looks for Gorgina this. in this scene. She does. She looks good here. And basically... And Steve looks Steve great. Steve looks good. Basically, Steve tells her, like, okay, he could not get out of bed for a month. And she's like, what? Why is she so surprised? Yeah, it's like, girl, you guys dated I for, just, like, like, years. Remember how she acted when Big broke up with her after a yeah. year? Imagine being a proposing to a woman and then she dumps you while you're renovating an apartment for her. Oh my god. I think he has every right to be a little upset for a while. He was she okay, she was acting like he was wrong for feeling that way and it just blew my mind that she would think that. So it's weird. Very weird. Um and then she goes and hangs out with Stanford specifically to go stalk this woman at the farmer's market so they bump into nina after stanford blows up at her and she's like okay i'm gonna pull you aside nina i need to talk to you mind you heather graham is there Heather graham is there and he's like oh my god heather heather graham can i like buy you a pretzel and she's like okay <laughs> it's very it's cute. so cute and she's like nina look i don't appreciate you talking shit about me all around town and speculating on my relationship with Aiden and what went down. And we had a love that you will never comprehend and understand and blah, blah, blah. And then finally at the end of it, Nina's just like, okay. She's like, okay. She's so unbothered. It was kind Great. of funny. It was <laughs> She's so confused. Now, guess what? Now she thinks you're crazy for a different reason, Carrie. Carrie's so stupid for even going She's up to so her and weird. saying that. Like, just let bygones be bygones. Stop. It's so jarring. It's so unnecessary. And that woman is so confused. And you just know she's going to go be like, he, she is so not over Aiden. Like, she came up to me and said all this shit about how they had a great relationship. Like, she's just crazy. And also, it's just uh, the tradition of Carrie continuing to embarrass herself. And then Carrie, at the end, her confidence is kind of admirable, though, because at the end of the episode, she's like, and that's when I realized the only um, reviews that matter are the ones we give ourselves. She's nuts. She's nuts if she thought she won that. She's she never taken that advice. She did not win. Ever. <laughs> like, that was not a win, babe. But, anywho. So, that's the episode. That's the episode. It's such a weird one. It's so funny. I love it. It's so infuriating at times. But I did just have the... I had so much fun I just watching enjoy it. watching it so much. I had to have it on my list of favorites. Absolutely. I'm so glad you did. Because this is not one that I would have thought of. I know. It's just totally random, but it makes me laugh out loud hysterically. And that's why I chose yeah. it. Yeah. Truly underrated. Finally, you have... Okay. Okay. Anyway. You have used underrated correctly. Anyways. Um, <laughs> so what are we watching next? Next week is, oh gosh, I forget the name. I think it's the Mud Wrestling one, right? It is the Mud Wrestling episode. Uh, it's season four, episode 10, Big versus Aiden in the Mud. Okay, I can't wait to, to talk about it. Very excited about it. Uh, watch it before because it is just so fucking stupid and so you funny. You guys better be watching this. Yeah, watch them. They're fun. Okay. They're silly. Okay. Um, follow us on social media and all that. And, but yeah, We're but full disclosure, we haven't, sometimes. we haven't been on it that much lately. Ever since <laughs> yeah. Twitter transitioned to X, it's kind of like, it's not, as it's fun. not the place to be anymore. 
Maybe we'll be on Blue Sky eventually. Who knows? Oh, interesting. Okay. I don't really know if that's going to last, but we're do- we're on Instagram even if we're not posting as much. We're there, I promise. We d- we definitely are still in the places that we have accounts, we just might not be as like active. Active. Right. It's still summer. We're we're fun. Listen, we're hit me up fun. in the winter. That's when I start going crazy. That's when we'll be stir crazy yes. cuz we both live in some cold ass fucking exactly. places. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So, we'll be we'll be posting like mad people in the winter. We'll be posting a lot in the winter and fall. <laughs> but other than that, we will talk to y'all soon. Thank you for listening. Thank you so Bye. much. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh my god, he's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.